Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, August 25, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? There's a lot of stuff on the docket, but first, let's address the elephant in the room. The sound or audio today may not sound the same as it normally does. I've got a headset, I'm traveling, it is what it is. If you want to blast the comments about sounding like I'm in the John, that's up to you. Let's move on. The first thing we're going to do is take a look at the daily chart. What's jumping off the page on the daily chart? Well, first and foremost, we're getting a rally from the recent lows. We had a nice, big, healthy update today. We've gotten above the last breakdown candle high in the sequence, 417.23. I've been talking about that for days and days and days. That in order for them to get a rescue operation underway and have that discussion, the one we kept talking about over and over again about what did they do? Come back to retest a former breakout area, and if in fact they were going to hold that area, we would have the discussion of what did they do? They came back to run a test, and now they're going back up. So as it stands on close today, what are they doing? They're going back higher. Now, that's all fine and dandy, but are we willing to put our money where our mouth is? And the answer is yes, we are. Yesterday morning, lazy swing trader folks got an alert for an options trade against the S&P 500. We're long the S&P 500 using options or whatever vehicle you wanted to use. We did that around mid to late morning yesterday, and here we are today nicely in the money. Here's what I'm going to say about that. I got a lot of emails yesterday about how wrong it was and how the market's going to collapse. I'm nuts. All that stuff. Here's the thing. The hardest trade to take is the one that looks the worst. It looks wrong. It's very difficult to take. It's wrong. No matter who you talk to, those are the trades I want. The ones that are the hardest to take are the ones that generally work out the best. We've been discussing the fact that the Jackson Hole Kabuki Theater event is taking place where Jerome Powell is going to give his speech on Friday morning. My theory was, are they really going to collapse the tape before his speech? Maybe they collapse it after his speech. That's totally possible. But here, we got the initial pop that we're looking for. The market was on time into a former breakout area, showed you a couple of other things last night, it was what we call a full stack situation. Now, let's fast forward a little bit. Let's just say the market continues to rally a little bit. We're projecting. So what's the next possible scenario? Well, there's two. Are they going to make a lower high, and high meaning the high from the 16th, the recent high, the 16th of this month, the recent high, are they going to make a lower high and then get rejected and come back down? Or... Are they going to be able to bust through and make a new high somewhere else? So here's the scenario. Either it's a lower high and they come back down or a higher high. And if they make a higher high, I've got some numbers. We've talked about them before. I'll bring them back out when and if we need them. But if they make a higher high, what we're looking at is some kind of a stone cold short from a higher number looking for the market to come back down. It coincides with what we've been talking about, which is it doesn't make any difference 
whether they make a lower high or a higher high, they're still going to come back down. But the market's job is to make everybody they can, all traders and investors, look like fools as much of the time as possible. Too many traders were bearish. Too many investors were bearish. The TV was bearish. Everybody was bearish. They were looking for the market to come down further. We have layoffs coming. We have inflation. We have rising interest rates. We have all that stuff. And all that stuff is true. And all that stuff will come home to roost. But first, the market will traditionally climb the wall of worry one more time. So net-net, Thursday night, The market is doing exactly what we expected it to do, period, full stop. So here's the next thing that we have to watch out for. Let's say the market continues higher. The next thing they're going to do is fill the gap over here, 422.14. They'll likely spike it a little bit. And then we're going to gauge the market by the next phase if they can get above the next breakdown candle high in the sequence, four and a quarter point twenty-six. We don't have to worry about that right now. You never know what happens tomorrow or into next week. Now, what about the other side? What about the flip around? What happens if they kill the tape? Well, the first thing that's going to happen is they're going to recapture this breakdown candle high at 417.23. And if and when they do that, the next thing will be to go down to 415. They'll start breaking through that stuff. If they're doing all that, there's a higher likelihood that there's no more rally on the horizon if they start closing candles back below 417, for example. That's something to watch out for tomorrow or whenever. I think it's pretty cut and dry. We're waiting on the Powell Kabuki speech on Friday. They're either going to give the market a continuation of a goose operation, or they're going to give it the flip around and kill the tape. We don't know until we know. We're prepared either way. For now, it's a waiting game. We can move it along. Inside the numbers today, let's go through some of the commentary. I'll point out a couple of important things. As you know, it was a rather quiet day, a little bit of back and forth, and then they jammed them up into the end of the day. At zero dark 30, we've got the hint of follow-through, and that was early this morning, and we did get the follow-through as she's been trying to stage a rally all night. In my humble opinion, she was trying to stay away from her Irene number. So we get down to the business of numbers. So we had a couple of important numbers on the board today. Really just two stellar important numbers. 415 and 417, we'll call it 417 and a quarter. Above 417 and a quarter and staying above on candle closes could spark a squeeze for the next leg higher. Let's use pictures to explain everything that happened. So the market opens up way over here, just right of the vertical, and we know that right of the vertical is today's activity. So she opens up, and he immediately starts running some tests down below 415. 415's important. She pops back up over it, and she runs to what? To run a test of the breakdown candle high from the other chart, from the longer time frame, 417.25. Spikes it a little bit, and then gets rejected, And comes right back down to what? 415. The low in this candle? 415.02. Low in this candle? 415.02. Are there any accidents or coincidences? I think not. Run some more tests of 415 and then jam them up for the afternoon. Once she got over 417 and a quarter, once again, and started getting into the end of the day, what did we get? 
we got the beginning of a squeeze operation that was mentioned early in the day around zero dark 30. Unfortunately, these things happen sometimes when you can't really take advantage of it from an intraday perspective into the closing bell. It's not the same trade as something you take at 9.45 in the morning. And you can see down here at the bottom, if the bears are still in town and she falls under 4.15, the door will open down to some other stuff. They didn't get all the way to the other stuff. They didn't stay under 4.15 for very long. Let's move along, see what else we have. Remember, there's no inside the numbers tomorrow. And we're moving along. As you read the notes, and I urge you to pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts, that whole routine, you'll notice the same theme. 417 and a quarter, 417, 415. You'll see it over and over and over again because those were really the two important numbers for the day. They had to stay above one to get to the other, and above the other began a squeeze operation up to the gap that we may see filled tomorrow, or they're going to fail. We just don't know yet. If you're active or would like to be active during the trading day with the S&P or any of the like vehicles, directional trades on the market, this is the spot for you. This is tour guide type information each and every day. And we're moving along. Do the thing where you pause the video. I'm not going to belabor the point of what happened today. We know what happened today. We know where the numbers were. Been talking about the same thing over and over again. It's kind of one of those, if it walks like a duck, talks like a duck, it's going to be a duck. And that's using the 80-20 rule, right? Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's in the 20% camp, and it turns out it's the ugly duck. It's Irene in the morning. Stocks on the move. We had a pretty healthy list today, but only two hit their price objectives or entry targets. We'll look at DLTR and BURL. The other ones didn't hit their numbers. Therefore, they're off the board. They become no trades. Here's a five-minute chart of DLTR. It opened below the first number, so what happens is this number's eliminated. It doesn't exist. As soon as that happens, we wipe it off the board, and we look only to the next number down. 144.75 was that number. They came into it, spiked it by a few pennies, had a rocket ride back in the other direction. That was one heck of a trade, up to a high of 153.17 from an entry of 144.75. There were several traders, many traders, that actually took this trade. They took the ride, and they got way more than even the stand-up double. And I know what you're thinking, didn't they come close and bounce away? And the answer is yes, but still traders take them anyway. It didn't do it in the manner in which I prefer. However, there are traders that take them anyway, ignoring what I say. Sometimes it pays off like this one. Sometimes they get hammered into a little nub. How about B-U-R-L, Burlington Stores? Check this out. You had a zone at 144.35 down to 142.95. They came into the zone after getting a buzz cut at the open. They immediately turned around, had a one hell of a rocket ride back in the other direction. And I can tell you that Jordan in the room, along with other traders, almost got the full Monty on this one, at least with a portion of the position. We take some off, we turn it into a risk-free, emotionless trade, and you never know which ones are going to give you that ultimate rocket ride like this one. So check out the numbers. Let's just say from an average of 143 and change, whatever it is, the high here is 159.04, and you heard that right, and you see it with your own two eyes. This one, in terms of the rocket ride, was in the redonkulous camp. The numbers work. 
What's going on over in Camp IWM? They filled their gap today, I believe closed above it. So the gap officially is 194.65, and they sure did, 195.40 on close. The IWM is my favorite market-leading indicator. The transports, which we'll get to in a little while, is my second favorite leading indicator, but number one canary in the coal mine. So we've been eyeing this. We've been talking about it. They've been leading to an extent intraday. The IWM is up and everything else is down. We cited that yesterday. Inside the numbers is more evidence of the whole situation. It's all the same market. I'm expecting this to do the same thing as the other markets. They're either going to make a new high or they're going to actually come up short and make a lower high and come back down. Same routine, no change. It's all the same market. Another hint from the folks down at the transportation department, look at this update, 1.73% up 250 some odd points. What did they do today? They went to run a test of the last breakdown candle high in the sequence. That's it. They didn't get above yet. Doesn't mean they can't tomorrow. Canary in the coal mine. Look at the weekly chart, for example. So the weekly chart runs into the 50-week moving average a couple of weeks ago, stalls out. Stalls out another week. Now you have a third week hanging around the same spot. So what have they been doing? They've been eating time off the clock. The only thing that takes this off the table is getting back below 14,600. As long as they stay above that and they continue eating time off the clock, they're poised to make another push higher. And by the way, what did they do down here? We haven't talked about this in a while. They came down to run a test of a former breakout area. The market ran up to here, couldn't get through right away, kind of stalled a little bit, and then broke out. What happened? They came back to run a test of the former breakout area over and over and over again. doesn't matter what chart, weekly chart, monthly chart, daily chart, five-minute chart. It's all the same stuff. There. Let's just go back to the spiders. We'll use a 30-minute chart, and we'll just show an example. So here it is, the market's trading lower. It's not doing anything. They try and break out and they can't. They come back down. Well, what happens when they finally do break out over that little spot right there? Well, they come back down to test it. Here, it holds and they go up again. So you could see this on a weekly chart, on a daily chart. Here's a 30-minute chart. It's all the same thing. You have to know what you're looking for. You have to put everything that's happening in perspective. What's this spot here? What's the high? 415.11. Do you think it's an accident or coincidences that 415 was on the board today? Because that was the area. They needed to stay above it. They need to get above and stay above. So therefore, coming to backtest it is normal garden variety activity. Getting back below it opens the door for other stuff. But if they stay above, keeps the door open for 417 and a quarter. 415 was a pivot. Why? Because it was a former breakout area. Even on a short time frame, a long time frame, it doesn't matter. They just keep doing the same routine. What's up with the Q people? Same routine. They got over the breakdown candle high over here. This is the candle from the 22nd. And they're in no man's land. Tomorrow they'll either fill the gap or they'll fall apart. And tomorrow is tomorrow. We'll find out then. Chart is the same routine. They're either going to come up short, make a lower high, and go down, or they're going to make a higher high, and we'll worry about it later. XLF, sound like a broken record. Same chart, same routine. They all look the same. It's all the same market. We don't need to belabor the point. How about the SMH, or Smash Mouth, up 7.5 bucks today plus? Now, that was helped by NVIDIA, did a flip around after earnings and all that stuff. It doesn't really matter. 
What matters is what matters. What matters is price. Price is the absolute arbiter. 3% plus today on the upside. It's a good proxy for the tech space. So when you're looking around the horn, looking at your proxies, whatever they are, you're looking for stuff that makes sense. Is this market doing well or is this market melting down? Is this a tell? Is this a canary in the coal mine? All that stuff. Have we seen anything that's melting away? Have we seen anything that's saying, hey, your theory about one more push higher is absolutely wrong because look at all this stuff. Can't find a lot of stuff. Walks like a duck, talks like a duck, full stack situation in the S&P 500, among a lot of other things. So you want to take advantage of it. If it's wrong, it's wrong. But this is what the risk business is all about. If you're in the risk business, you have to decide under what conditions, what circumstances you're willing to step in and take on the risk. You can't be the scared kid in the corner shaking in his boots. If you are, don't be in the business. It's just that simple. Well, I'll just wait to see what happens. Well, guess what? When you wait to see what happens, you're going to miss the turn. And then what happens? You hop on too late. They start to pull back. You think it's wrong. You sell at a loss. It goes back up and you realize it was right, but you still lost money anyway. How often does that happen? It happens a lot to a lot of people. That's the product of chasing the tape. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.